All right. I'm grateful for a lot of things tonight, but I'm not grateful to have to preach after Brother Fleur did. But I am thankful for all the kindness I've enjoyed this week, all the good things. Thank you for the nice place we have to stay. We're staying at the Gravely Bed and Breakfast, and uh, we've been enjoying that. And I've been enjoying the services, and my soul has been helped. And uh, whenever a preacher gets up and says, I don't have an outline, I just have a thought, you need to buckle up. Amen. But you're okay. I've got an outline, so you should be all right. I want you to look in the book of the first Kings with me in chapter number one. We, when I first came, my first sermon this week, we dealt with Ruth lying down at the feet of David. We'll deal with something a little bit similar to that tonight, a little different. I've got all these young people on my heart. Been watching these young people this week. And uh, young people, I want you to know you blessed my soul this week. And I was thinking all week about what I could say to these young people. And then Brother Ouellette reminded me of a passage of Scripture. And since he reminded me of it, I can't get it off my mind. So I believe we'll spend a moment in these few verses. 1 Kings chapter number 1 and verse 1. These are unusual verses. Now, King David was old and stricken in years, and they covered him with clothes, but he got no heat. Wherefore, his servants said unto him, Let there be sought for my lord the king a young virgin, and let her stand before the king, and let her cherish him, and let her lie in thy bosom, that my lord the king may get heat. So they sought for a fair damsel throughout all the coasts of Israel and found Abishag. I'm praying that I don't call her Abigail. And found Abishag, a Shunammite, and brought her to the king. And the damsel was very fair and cherished the king and ministered to him, but the king knew her not. I'm going to use these verses to start with. I want to preach a little while on David and Abishag. And I'll call it an obvious truth from an obscure text. Let's pray a moment. Father, we are in need of thee. I pray you'll help my heart tonight. And I pray you'll help the heart of them that listen. And I pray, Lord, you help me to say what needs to be said. I pray, Lord, you help me to be focused on the point and focused upon thee. And I pray you'll be glorified. And Lord, if you get glory, your people will be helped. So help us tonight, I pray in Jesus' name. Amen. This is an unusual passage of Scripture. We have a young woman who is sought out to help an old king. David, the Bible said in verse 1, was old and stricken in years. And he is so old and so aged that he cannot keep warm. Doesn't matter if they build a fire. Doesn't matter if they lay a a mount of blankets on him. David cannot get warm. So his servants come up with a plan. 
They said, we're going to find a young virgin and we're going to let her stand before the king. We're going to let her cherish him and then lie in his bosom that the, my Lord, that David might get warmth from her. Then he might be warm. Now the Bible tells us in verse 4, but the king knew her not. We'll find out later in the book of First Kings that she was his wife. Before any of this took place, I believe she became David's wife. And so she has come to help the king. And I'm interested in this young woman. There are three things I want to say about her tonight and about her story, and then I want to apply it to our lives. The first thing I want you to think of is the description of this damsel. She is called in verse 4, the damsel. I looked up the word damsel one day because I was preaching in Acts chapter 12 and there was a young woman named Rhoda called a damsel and I wondered exactly what a damsel was. So I looked it up and Mr. Strong said a damsel is a diminutive feminine. And I understood damsel better than that. So I still not sure what a damsel is, except she's young. She's a young girl, a young lady. And I want you to think about the description that is given of her because in some ways it's a wonderful description, but in some ways it's rather an ordinary description. The Bible said the woman that they are looking for, this damsel in verse number two, let my Lord the King sought for my Lord the King a young virgin. So they're looking for a young woman. And I'm sure there were a lot of young women in the kingdom. I'm sure it would not have been hard to find a young woman. And then not only is she called a young woman, but she is a virgin. So she is a pure young woman. So they're looking for a young lady and they're looking for a pure young lady. I don't imagine it was hard to find a young lady and it don't matter it was hard to find I don't imagine it was hard to find a virgin a pure young lady then it says this about her that she was fair uh, let her uh, the, said, uh, un, let there be sought for my lord the king a young virgin and in verse number 3 so they sought for a fair damsel and in verse number 4 and the damsel was very fair so here's what we know about her we know that she's young we know that she's pure and we know that she is fair Fair. Now, fair, I'm assuming, means attractive, uh, but you can take it however you want. But I don't imagine it was hard to find a young woman. I don't imagine it was hard to find a, a virgin. I don't matter. It was hard. Imagine it was hard to find a young woman that was fair. And uh, but I notice who this woman is when we come to verse number three. This young lady, her name is Abishag, and the Bible said she is a Shunammite. Now, the Shunammites, she lived in the uh, in the the province or the part of the promised land that belonged to Issachar. That's interesting to me because if you read about the tribe of Issachar in Genesis 49, the Bible said Issachar is a strong ass couching down between two burdens and he saw that rest was good and the land that it was pleasant and I like, and this is the part that interests me, he bowed his shoulder to, be, to bear and became a servant unto tribute. So they have to go to the land of Issachar and they have to go to find this Shunammite. And if I've studied it outright, she lived. The Bible said they had to search through all the coasts of Israel and this Shunammite would have lived at least 30 hours walking distance from Jerusalem. So it wasn't...
wasn't hard to find a young woman. It wasn't hard to find a pure woman. It wasn't hard to find a fair woman. But it was hard to find a young woman who would be willing to do what was needed in this task. And I tell you today in the day we live, not hard to find young people. Not even hard to find pure young people. It's not even hard to find fair and attractive young people. But I tell you what it's hard to find. It's hard to find a young person who will give their life up for the cause of the Lord Jesus Christ. It's hard to find someone, a young person, will have the level of devotion to the king that we find in this young woman. So there is the description of this damsel. And then there is the devotion of this damsel. Now let's think about what this young damsel is going to do. What will be involved in her service to the king? She's going to have to make, are you listening to me young people? She's going to have to make some sacrifices to be of service to the king. First of all, she's going to have to sacrifice her family. She is young. And the fact that she's a young damsel would indicate to me that she's still at home. But she's going to have to leave her mama and leave her daddy and go and serve the king and minister unto him. And I will say to you, I'm not telling you to leave mom and dad, but I'm telling you there may come a time in your life, young person, when you'll have to choose the Lord and leave family behind. I remember I was preaching one day on Moses when he chose, uh, he refused to be called the son of Pharaoh's daughter, choosing rather to suffer affliction with the people of God than to enjoy the pleasures of sin for a season. And when I got done preaching on that sermon, a, a man came up to me and he sat down across the table from me and his he was a missionary and his wife, her, her name was Aditha and she was from the Philippines and they began to tell me about her childhood. She's raised up in the Philippines and she was raised in a home of Catholicism. But a missionary came to the island where they live and began to witness to her and take an interest in her and he taught her about the Lord and she got saved and so she came home one day and told her daddy said I got saved the missionary has led me to Christ and her Catholic father looked at her and said you're going to have to make a choice you'll have to make a choice between our religion and the religion of the missionary and so she said well uh, give me a day I'm going to go talk she already knew what the choice was she just didn't know how to say it to her father and so she went to her uh, to the missionary and spent the day with him and when she came back to talk to her father when she come around the corner coming to the house every item that she owned in the house all of her clothes all of her possessions everything she had had been strewn out in the front yard they had thrown her out of the house they never wanted to see her again they never wanted to have anything to do with her again she had to make a choice and along the way if you're going to be used of God if you're going to minister to the king you're going to have to make some choices and some sacrifices. I preach every year in Maryland, brother. Sutherland has preached there with me. The pastor there, he grew up on a farm in Maryland and one day he, he and his wife, they were married and he'd been raised on that farm and 
The farm was going to be his. It had always been his father's plan that he would turn that large farm over to him. But a fella came by and knocked on their door and they invited him in and he sat down at the kitchen table and he told them about Jesus and won the man and his wife to Christ. And then when he won them to Christ, not long after that, uh, the God, God called that young man to preach, put him in the gospel ministry. And so one day his dad called him up and said, I want you to come out to the farm. He drove out to the farm and his dad got him in the old farm pickup, drove him all over the farm, showed him all the fields, showed him all the uh, uh, all the equipment, showed him all the tractors, showed him all the barns and he said, all right son, he said I'm getting ready to retire, this is all yours. And the young preacher said, dad I love you and I'm so thankful but I can't be a farmer, I can't take this land, I can't take this property God has called me to preach and I'm going off to Bible school and I'm going to preach the Bible that's what God's called me to do I'm just saying to you, she had to say goodbye to her family. She not only had to sacrifice her family, she had to sacrifice her future. The Bible said she devoted her future to him. The Bible said she was a virgin. The Bible said the king knew her not. You know what this young woman's never going to experience? She's never going to experience a courtship. She's never going to have a young man come and take her out. Nobody's ever going to bring her flowers. Nobody's ever going to court her. It is the dream of every young woman that a young man would come along and court her. But she thinks about the king and she's decided that to devote her life to the king is more important she devoted her family she devoted her future she devoted her freedom the Bible said she would stand before the king in 1 Kings 1 and verse 15 and Bathsheba went unto the king into the chamber and the king was very old and Abishag the Shunammite ministered unto the king if we get this far, we'll see her in a little while ministering to the king, continuing in his old age. What she has done is she has taken all her tomorrows. Now that she is the king's wife, she is forever joined to the king. Ever, ever joined to him. Even when he is gone, she will be part of all that goes on in the palace. She has no more, she has no more freedom to say, I'll go where I want to go. She will not say, I'll do what I want to do. She cannot say, I'll be what I want to be from now on. She belongs to the king. She has devoted her freedom. She has devoted her friendships. The Bible said she's very fair. I'm assuming that if she's very fair, that probably she, there were those that were attracted to her Probably before she devoted herself to the king, there were friends that would come by and say, we want to spend time with you. Those will all be over now, that sort of thing, that particular thing. You listen to me now, that particular area, she's going to say goodbye to them because now she'll be in the presence of the king. And then I'm looking at this. She must sacrifice and devote her feelings. Now notice what the Bible said. Stay with me now. And the damsel was very fair. Now watch this. And cherished the king. But go back to verse 2. Wherefore his servant said unto him, Let there be sought for my lord the king a young virgin, and let her stand before the king, and let her cherish him. So when they went and found this girl, 
and told her what they wanted her to do and she agreed to it. Part of the agreement was, you're going to cherish the king. Now I'm looking at that and I'm thinking to myself, how do you decide to cherish somebody? I mean, it looks like, it looks like you cherish somebody because you just have a natural affection for them. Or, but the Bible said, she, they said, we want you to cherish him. She said, the Bible said, she cherished him. You know, sometimes I hear people say, well, I, I, I just don't feel like that. I just don't feel that. But here's what Proverbs 16, 3 says. Commit thy works unto the Lord and thy thoughts shall be established. I think what the writer of Proverbs is saying is, if I'll do what I know I'm supposed to do, God will change the way I feel about it. You see, you say, well, I'm going to change what I do when I feel like it. No, change what you do and then you'll feel like it. If you will commit your ways to the Lord, if you'll decide to do what God told you to do, then God will bring the feelings along after you've decided to do what you're supposed to do. So here's this young woman. We have her description and we have her devotion. But remember why they brought her. Now, King David was old and stricken in years, and they covered him with clothes, but he got no heat. Wherefore, his servant said unto him, Let there be sought for my lord the king a young virgin, and let her stand before the king, and let her cherish him, and let her lie in thy bosom, that my lord the king may get heat. In other words, we want you to live, David, and this young woman will help you stay alive. But if you go over to chapter 2, In verse number 10, here's what the Bible said. So David slept with his fathers. It didn't work. What this young woman gave her life to and devoted her future to did not accomplish what they wanted it to accomplish. Have you ever decided you were going to serve God? And you said, you know what? I'm going to leave this off and I'm going to leave that off and I'm going to leave that off because I want to serve God. And then it looked like it didn't change anything. It looked like it didn't accomplish anything. It looked like it didn't make a difference. David died. But there is something about this young woman we need to look at before we go. Not only the description of the damsel and the devotion of the damsel, but there is a drama that comes into play concerning this damsel. You see, David is about to die and he calls in Bathsheba and Bathsheba's talking to him and The Bible will tell us if we take time to read the verse that that, uh, Abishai is there. Uh, Abishag is there. And Bathsheba said, Hast thou not said that Solomon is going to be king? She said, Adonijah wants to be king. Didn't you say Solomon is going to be king? David said, That's what I said. Solomon's going to be king. So it looks like 
Adonijah who wants to seize the kingdom has been put down. He's had to step back. Solomon's going to be king. And then David dies. And when David dies, in chapter number 2, and in verse 13, And Adonijah the son of Haggith came to Bathsheba the mother of Solomon. And she said, Comest thou peaceably? He said, Peaceably. He said, Moreover, I have somewhat to say unto thee. This is Adonijah. He wants the kingdom. And she said, Say on. And he said, Thou knowest that all the kingdom was mine, and that all Israel set their faces on me that I should reign. Howbeit the kingdom is turned about and has become my brother's, for it was his from the Lord. And now I ask one petition of thee deny me not. And she said unto him, Say on. And he said, Speak, I pray thee, unto Solomon the king, for he will not say thee nay, that he give me Abishag, the Shunammite, to wife. And Bathsheba said, Well, I will speak for thee unto the king. She doesn't understand what's happening. Bathsheba therefore went unto king Solomon to speak unto him. For Adonijah and the king rose up to meet her and bowed himself unto her and sat down uh, uh, on his throne and caused a seat to be set for the king's mother. And she sat on the right hand. And then she said, I desire one small petition of thee. I pray thee, say me not nay. And the king said unto her, Ask on, my mother, for I will not say thee nay. And she said, Let Abishag the Shunammite, that's that little girl we've been talking about, that young lady, let Abishab, Abishag, Shag the Shunammite be given to Adonijah thy brother to wife. And King Solomon answered and said unto his mother, And why dost thou ask Abishag the Shunammite for Adonijah? Ask for him the kingdom also, for he is my elder brother, even for him and for Abiathar the priest and for Joab the son of Zariah. See, there's a plot going on here between these three men. They're wanting to steal the kingdom. They're wanting to usurp the throne. Uh, this man, Adonijah, could become king just because of the order of his birth, but that wasn't enough. He could count on the others that were in his, in his treasonous plot, but that wasn't enough. He needed an official act that he could point to that said, I have a right to the throne. And if you study the law, if a man married the widow of the king, that gave him a right to the throne. So Adonijah now says, I want Abishag to be my wife. And you know what's happened? This little girl that gave gave her life for David and it looked like it didn't do any good all of a sudden is in the middle of this drama and the kingdom is hanging in the balance and the only thing that saves the kingdom is the fact that Abishag was where she was supposed to be when she was needed if she hadn't been there Adonijah might have had this plot he might have overthrown Solomon now listen to me you say, well, preacher, I've devoted this, and I've devoted that, and I've devoted the other thing, and it doesn't look like it did any good. Well, just wait a minute now. Just wait a minute. Here's what you did. You put yourself in the place where God would have you. And one of these days, there'll come a moment when you're needed in that place where God has you. And eternity will be changed. And the kingdom will be changed. And God will be glorified because you were where you were supposed to be when you were needed. But you're going to have to say now today, I'm going to be where God wants me. 
I'm going to be where I'm supposed to be. I'm going to make the choice today. And I may not can see the difference that it makes along the way. But somewhere along the way, there'll be a moment when God needs you. It'll be like Esther when Mordecai said to her, Who knowest whether thou comest to the kingdom for such a time as this. You know what, dear friend? I'll tell you what let's do. Not just young people, but us old folks and them in between. Let's just take our lives and devote them unto the king. You say, well, preacher, David was just an old king. I know that. David was a man. I wrote this down in my notes. Think about this. David had not done for Abishag what Jesus has done for me. David could not do for Abishag what Jesus can do for me. David had not prepared for Abishag what Jesus has prepared for me if she could have that kind of devotion for an old stricken dying earthly king then you and I ought to be able to have that kind of devotion for the king of kings and the lord of lords and say whatever the cost I'll be where I'm supposed to be for the time I'm supposed to be there I want to be where God needs me in that time when I need to be in the place. Yes, sir. Let's do like Abishag. Here's what the Bible said. I beseech you therefore brethren. By the mercies of God. That you present your bodies. A living sacrifice. Holy acceptable unto God. Which is your reasonable service. Be not conformed to this world. But be ye transformed by the renewing of your mind. That you may prove what is that good and acceptable and perfect will of God. Let's just say, all right, Lord, whatever needs to be left behind, I'll devote myself to you so I can be in the place where you need me when I'm needed the most. I want you to bow your heads a moment. Your heads are bowed, your eyes are closed. If she could do that for David... Couldn't you and I do that for Jesus? Teenager, if she could do that for an earthly king, wouldn't you be willing to do that for a heavenly king? He could not give her eternal life. He could not prepare her a home in heaven. He could not do for her what David has done for you. Why don't you just come and say, Lord, you've been so good to me. Here I am. I present my body a living sacrifice. And Lord, if down the road I can't see what good it's done, I'll just remember. I don't know if Abishag ever even knew about all this. I don't know if she ever even knew what was going on and that she had a part in it. But she did have a part in it. And you may never know and never see this side of heaven what a grand difference you will make because you devoted your life to Christ just let him have his way young person let's stand a moment let's stand a moment why don't you come there are other folks here why don't you come tonight here I am Lord here I am I want to be what you want me to be I want to be where you want me when you need me I want to be faithful Lord I don't want to hold anything back come while our brother preacher sings you you just obey the Lord will you come tonight will you hey if you're a little discouraged it looks like your devotion has not accomplished anything just remember there's a time coming there's a day coming there's a circumstance coming but it may make a difference through all eternity so just come let, let the Lord have your life you 
come while our brother sings. We read in the Bible, in the book of 2 Samuel, a story about the ark of God. King David desired that it be transferred to a city of his own. reminded of a Christian home that the Lord had truly blessed with a precious mom and daddy who made many efforts to teach me right from what was wrong and now that I'm much older the Lord has blessed me the family of my own and I pray that I will be a godly example and stay faithful till we reach that heavenly home and I'll stay with the straight 